What's up, guys? My name's Caleb. And I'm Ben. And you are listening to Tribal Talk, a Survivor podcast. This is the show about the best show on TV, Survivor, and today we're going to be going over and reacting to the first episode of Season 38, Edge of Extinction. Oh my gosh. So much excitement. What an episode. So I thought it was pretty good as well. We're going to be going over some of the highlights of the episode, then we're going to go over our favorite moments and then give some hot takes about what we expect to happen in the remainder of the season. But first off, we found that we had two tribes. We had Kama and Manu. We had our four returning players. We had Kelly Wentworth, who is famous for getting her name written down nine times and still escaping to live another day because she had a hidden immunity idol. We have Joey Amazing, who keeps getting voted off because he's just too good at winning challenges. And then finally, we have Aubrey. Uh, I said finally because I, like everyone else, forgot about our homeboy, David. Yeah, who who's David? David is from Millennials versus Gen X, and no one who Wait, was there who David, knew. David from Millennials versus Gen X was, was in the episode? Indeed he was. He's on this season? Yep. Oh my gosh, I missed it. Yeah, so did the uh, collection of new players in this season. They were all fangirling pretty hard over Aubrey and Joe and Wentworth, and they were like, oh, David's here. David's here too. Yeah. Great. So we have Joe and Aubrey on Kama, which is pretty stacked compared to Wentworth and David on Manu. Uh, so I think we should talk about the episode pre-challenge and post-challenge. I think that's a good way of thinking about it. What were sure. your thoughts on the tribe's um, cohesion and their work on their shelter and food? So uh, right off the bat, uh, when probes split up the two the four returning players um david and kelly um obviously uh went to the manu tribe um joe and aubrey going to kama and i just felt like on the strategic side i felt like aubrey uh could handle both david and kelly i felt like kind of even the advantage would go to aubrey and obviously joe the beast um, could handle anything that uh, Kelly or David could dish out challenge-wise. So I felt like the the advantage started out with Kama um, on the split there. And uh, I think we just saw just the manifestation of that throughout the rest of the episode. I think so too. Um, their shelter seemed to come together pretty quickly. It seemed like both tribes did pretty well on their shelter and their provisions. Um, I don't recall. Did Manu get fire? I know Kama did. I don't know if uh, Manu did. I don't think so. I don't think they did either. But Kama had fire right away because they have Joey Amazing. And he, if I remember right, got fire in like 30 seconds on his first season even. Because he did what we all know you should do if you're going on Survivor. Which is practice making fire. Practice swimming. And all the other things. Like slide puzzles that you know are going to come up if you're lucky enough to make it I mean, 39 it just, days. It just blows my mind that in a game for a million dollars... And you've seen this happen 37 times. How do you go out for this show without knowing how to build a fire with sticks? I think it's kind of like jury selection. I think Jeff goes up to the possible contestants and is like, are you a person that would prepare for a show like this? And if 
he gets a yes. He's like, ooh, we can only take one of you. Sorry, you can't come. And then he doesn't let them on the show because if everyone was there and they all knew what to do, it wouldn't be a very interesting season. Fast forward to the challenge. We basically have an, ob- an obstacle course followed by a giant slide puzzle, uh, which once again, if you've watched Survivor, having a slide puzzle is not surprising. And the goal is to get one large piece through a... It looked like basically a pipe box you had to slide it through or a pipe square. Then you had to slide the big piece through it. Uh, Unsurprisingly, given the strength of Joe and some of the other contestants, we had Kamal win by a, it seemed like a a narrow margin over Manu, but they kind of took their time at the final part. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, there was no, there was uh, zero point did I think that the Manu tribe uh, could handle it. I think what it came down to, to me, was kind of Joe versus Wentworth. And and if Wentworth could get across that uh, that first initial uh, bridge and and start working on that knot really fast, but obviously nobody on the Manu tribe could handle that part of the of the. And then from there, it was just I mean, it was it was over basically to me. Yeah, it seemed like the balance beam section of the challenge was really indicative of the overall tribe performance. Um, Joe, of course, got across right away, and then he had some other players come across too. I think Aubrey even came across. I, if I recall correctly, the first player to get across for them a new tribe, I think, was David. Actually, after like everyone tried, I believe he was first across, and then Kelly, as we know, tried to get across and ended up injuring herself on the way down. Kama won the tra- won the challenge, and then won fire in the form of Flint, which was completely useless because they already had fire. <laughs> um, but, you know, what else are you going to get for the first reward? Then post-challenge, we, of course, spend the majority of our time with the Manu tribe. Now, earlier in the season, we had seen uh, three players, Keith, Wendy, and Reem, kind of section themselves off. And I don't think they actually really sectioned themselves off. Yeah, but- it was kind of just like this, this quick scene. It was weird how fast it happened. But uh, at least on camera. But from from our vantage point, all we saw was Keith say, uh, you know, some words to Reem about how, you know, he's a mama's boy. And Reem apparently didn't like that. She 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 seemed to react negatively towards that. And then she proceeds to be his mother in every sense of the word. So that was confusing. And then they go out to the water, right? And Wendy joins them to to teach Keith how to swim, which is like a totally tribe thing. That like it's best for their tribe if Keith knows how to swim. Because really, they were fortunate that the first immunity challenge didn't have swimming in it. Yeah, because if it had, they would have lost by way more. Oh yeah, and they did lose. Poor poor yeah poor Keith. So so they go out to to teach him how to swim, and then guess whose voice pipes up from the shore is Wentworth saying, well, at least now it's easy to know, like, we have the numbers, and which was shocking to me. I felt like that's like guns blazing. I guess that's that's kind of Wentworth's style, but I felt like I was, I was more looking for her to come out kind of like Aubrey, where, you know, Aubrey said, you know, I'm the snake in the grass, you know, just waiting for the time to strike. Wentworth is just coming out guns blazing, which... I do think, though, that Wentworth saw that she just needed to kind of push the the tree over like a lumberjack because I think Reem had already chopped the base of her own tree by moving everyone's stuff onto the beach. And oh, yeah. that's just something you shouldn't do anyway, let alone on Survivor. I mean, I think that the, the 
key example was that she moved the news anchor. I, I forget his name, but she moved the news anchor's shirt, which was hanging on a tree, and he moved it. Eric, <laughs> she moved it onto the wet, sandy beach. She's like, it's so it could dry. I, I just don't know what she was thinking. And then, so I think she chopped her, the base of her own tree. I think Kelly Wentworth basically just put finally pushed it over, yelled timber, and let it fall. Yeah, and I think, I think there's a lot of pressure, too, on returning players. Obviously, Aubrey mentioned something about it during the episode, too, but where... You know, if you're a returning player, the target's big on your back. So Wentworth's style is to come out and say, okay, here are the targets, guys. You know, just kind of real quick, throwing it out there so that, you know, she doesn't feel like she's on the wrong side of the numbers right off the bat. Right. And I think that uh, maybe we should discuss her returning player's strategy briefly here. But it seems to me that um, in Survivor, when we've had returning players, at the beginning it used to be, that people would kind of respect the returning players and, and look to them for advice. And then we move to a phase where you want to target them as quickly as possible. And now I think we're moving to a phase where people want to say the new fashionable word, which is, oh, he's my shield or she's my shield in the game yeah. to kind of keep the target yeah. off my back. And I do think there's some truth to that. Um, we even heard, I think it was uh, Eric and Gavin, which were two of the players from the Kama tribe. We didn't get to hear a whole lot from them, but they specifically said, you know, we want to vote out Aubrey as quick as possible, but then keep Joe around at least until the merge, yeah. which I think is a fairly smart strategic move. Oh, yeah, for sure. They want to win them challenges. They I mean, want to have a comfortable camp. Aubrey's decent in challenges, but she's nothing too special. So getting rid of her early is only getting rid of a threat, whereas Joe, you can ride the Joe train all the way to the merge at least and probably only have to go to tribal once or twice, you know, barring a, a tribe switch, of course. Um, so I think that's actually a decent strategy. Joe, obviously, he's trying to lay low. He's trying to not be, as he said, Joey amazing anymore. The problem is the tribe all knows what he can do and they're leaning on him immediately. Yeah. It, it, and, and if I could add to that, I, it's it's kind of funny too. And, and, and David did kind of the same thing when he was talking about himself. But but uh, Joe starts right out, you know, I'm not going to be Joe amazing. And the, every single scene that followed, it, it, and the Survivor producers know this. They're, they're basically making a, 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 a joke about it. But every single scene after that is him starting fire, him giving advice, him, like, getting to work. And uh, so he is Joe amazing, and he has not changed at all from the Joe that got voted off, you know, early every single time he played uh or you know or he earned himself further into the the jury um but he's doing that to himself again i i do have to speak to his offense a little bit because i don't know how he could not provide those services when his tribe wants him to you know what's he supposed to not start fire because i think right now his only choice is to basically make himself essential get to the merge and try to play a better strategic game from now till then so that maybe he'll be a little bit better protected he but he really needs Aubrey around Aubrey I think is making a good choice by taking kind of a backseat role as well she doesn't want to make any big moves she just kind of wants people to forget that she's there which I think is wise in her position I think her and Joe need to make a very quiet alliance very quiet so that no one knows that they're working together but that if they ever hear whisperings about the other person's name they could run and tell them and try to work something out to protect both of them because yeah. once one of them is gone i think a lot of the returning players power is gone i think the yeah. same is true for david and kelly wentworth but 
I don't think they have as much interest in working together. David said already in this episode specifically that he would love it if Kelly got voted off. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're going to work together strategically at all unless they're forced to. And I don't think they're going to be – I don't think anyone in their tribe is going to be like, hey, I want to make an alliance with both of the returning players. And I don't think they're going to make an alliance together on their own. Yeah. So if we could go back because we were talking about Joe. And, um, you know, you were saying there isn't really another option for him. And actually there is. And uh, if you remember back to uh, Richard Hatch, actually, in the All-Star um, season, he basically just sat back the the whole first, you know, six days and did absolutely nothing. There was no fire. The shelter was crap. And he just he just let it all happen and just chilled and relaxed. And he kind of used that... But but again, you know, Hatch is a much he's a very different player from Joe, uh, completely different sides of the aisle in terms of like how to how to manipulate, how to strategize. I mean, so so there are other options. And I think what I wanted to see from Joe and what I still do want to see from Joe is just kind of an awareness of, OK, we're not just out here on an island like this is a game and there's more than one way to play it. I need to be playing multiple sides and like multiple facets of this game, not just with my muscles, not just with my smile. He's not going to charm people to a million dollars. If he thinks he can do that, he's crazy. It's not going to happen. You know, Kama wins the challenge and then we spend the majority of the remainder of our time with Manu. Um, we talked about how those three players had kind of sectioned themselves off. So Kelly eventually made the call. It's going to be Reem. We had a little bit of pushback from Wendy. And then, of course, the producers of the show, you know, kind of bring it up to us as this, uh, you know, which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Wendy or is it going to be Reem? I think it was very clearly Reem. Reem had even seemed to have accepted her fate. I think they tried to split the vote between Wendy and Reem because they each received um, multiple votes and had Reem played an immunity idol or something like that. Uh, I believe Wendy would have gone think, home in that instance. I think I think the push for Wendy came from uh, David and War Dog, and actually specifically from War Dog, because uh, he right. he he got kind of upset that that Wendy wouldn't kind of go with them versus Reem, which I I understand because when you play the game of Survivor, you want to know that the people you're playing with can be reasoned with. There is nothing that makes Survivor worse than people who are set in their ways that aren't going to play the game to put themselves in better positions. I mean, woo, you know, going up against the the dragon in the in the final giving a million dollars. Uh, oh, going against Tony. Like that just it just makes me so upset, you know. Uh, so so I get it. I get him him kind of angling, but there you see David and Wentworth at odds. And David's kind of behind War Dog, kind of playing it low, lower key, kind of like Aubrey. And Wentworth over here, I feel like she's kind of leading that pack. Although there are a few other people that definitely feel like they have a voice. Right. So. Back to Tribal. I don't know if you noticed, but they have new Tribal music. Super ominous. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Oh, yeah. Um, about time. Oh, it's yeah. season 38. I don't know if they couldn't <laughs> afford it before. Oh, they've, they... had, they've had some good <sighs> tunes, but I mean... I mean, it's not that I don't like the old music, but the new music is, is super cool and ominous. I guess it's just for Edge of Extinction. Oh, so, so good. We finally see Reem voted out, and she comes to the now famous Fork in the Road where she can choose to go home. Oh, oh Jeffy. 
oh Jeffy, you you did yourself proud. This 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 season. Oh uh, that 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 scene right there was so good. Save it for your favorite moment. Okay. Uh, okay. So so she can go home or the opposite fork in the road. She can get in this boat lit by beautiful torchlight and go out alone to the edge of extinction where she doesn't really know what's going on except she's been told, I believe, in in some words, that this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to do. And she gets out there and realizes that not only is she completely alone, she's in complete darkness and it's raining and she was just voted out, <laughs> but she has to be there for an undetermined amount of time because comparing this to Redemption Island in the redemption island seasons the players know about it on the front end they know that they'll have a chance to get back in the game told by jeff explicitly when they're voted out you will have an opportunity to return so they leave and they know it's going to go on they still had to subsist out there on their own but they knew it was going to happen and they knew more or less when they were going to come back whereas this i have no idea when they're going to come back i don't know if you've seen if they've told us to my knowledge we have as little information as the players do about what this means you're right um so Reem goes out there, uh, which brings me to my favorite moment, and I bet it's your favorite moment, which was definitely when the Edge of Extinction was revealed, and we finally see what kind of situation the players who choose that path are going to have to deal with. And to my knowledge, there's no limit on how many people go to the Edge of Extinction. I guess we'll find out. But potentially we're going to have a bigger tribe on the Edge of Extinction than we will at the normal camp, depending on how long people are willing to last i i just love i just love when she gets off the boat and then she walks into the island and like she's looking for like where the path is gonna start or whatever and there's just nothing so she's just like turning in circles and she looks back at the camera <laughs> and she's like she's confused as heck man yeah it's so gold and she finds that that wooden wreckage and is just like well i guess i'll hang out here for the night <laughs> So, I mean, I don't think there's anything to do in her instance until at least the next morning. And I don't know Reem that well, but I do not I do not suspect that she will be someone who's going to be able to make fire on her own or fish on her own, especially no. with zero no. supplies, as no. it seems. But, hey, I mean, I'm I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. I I think that uh, the Edge of Extinction is a is a great opportunity um, uh, to to show, you know, the survivor nation what you're capable of you know reem started out with with kind of a uh you know a poor poor start uh coming across as everybody's mom and but she has the opportunity to come out uh looking like uh you know someone who who is capable you know a real survivor so i mean if she takes it like that like a challenge that she can handle i'm ready to to you know to get on her bandwagon but i just i feel like that's not going to happen. I do think it's noteworthy that we all know from watching Survivor that any player can seemingly quit at any time. And they basically, you know, decide firmly enough, hey, go get Jeff. I want to go home. Jeff will come and be like, hey, you're being a baby. Are you sure you want to go home? And then they're like, yeah, I'm a baby. And then they go home. <laughs> but it's still pretty hard, I think, to actually fully accepted to the point where you're willing to basically tell a producer or a cameraman, Hey, notify Jeff to come get me. I'm going to go home versus this on edge of extinction where all they have to do is raise a flag and a boat will come and get them. You know, it's kind of a frictionless exit and surely they would ask him questions. You know, what was the brink for you? What was the point that we pushed you past that made you leave? You know, they're going to get that for the cameras, but it's not as difficult. I think as 
getting Jeff to come from far away. All right. you have to do is just raise that plus, flag plus, and over. Plus, you've already been voted off. So, I mean, there's that. It's hard to come back to a group of people, I imagine, uh, who who don't want you there, you know, and have expressed that with their votes. Right. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, since we both had the same favorite moment, I do think a runner-up favorite moment of mine was when uh, everyone had seen that Keith did super bad with the swimming when they jumped off the boat at the beginning of the episode. And then he took it upon himself to try to prepare for future challenges by learning how to swim. I think he should have done it before he came to compete on survivor, but I do appreciate that he went and did it and that his tribe tried to help him even to the detriment of Reem. I do think though that Reem would have been voted out even if she hadn't sectioned herself off. I think she was done anyway. Yeah. I think all it did was maybe hurt Keith by associating himself with her, but I did like the moment of seeing Keith grow in a small way. I think Keith was the one who had the most speaking time of anyone in this entire episode. I think he had the most it's possible, most actual like measurement of time on air. Um, so, yeah. so my favorite moment and, and this is kind of on the Keith and Reem uh, bandwagon, but my, my favorite moment uh, was when uh, Keith saw that things were going down with Reem and they're they're uh, Wendy and and Reem are trying to to convince another person into their into their party, and he just he just starts to realize that he's on the very wrong <laughs> side of the numbers, and he starts to like visibly shake his head, and he just backs up from the well, and then goes back to the other group and just sells Reem out, just sells her out. It's gold, man. It was so. Quick. Here's the thing. I would have done the exact same thing. There's no way a group of three against the entire rest of the tribe is going to be able to make any decisions. You got to know that one of you three are going home. Right. So, so yeah, I think he did the, the total right thing. I don't know if that's going to necessarily endear him uh, to the, to the rest of the group. I think that it's early enough that they might not even it might not even register to them as you know being disloyal, um, whereas I think Wendy just kind of came across as like well, you know why are you being so loyal so fast without like reason you know right so I think Keith came out looking a little more reasonable a little more like the type of person you want to play with uh, out of that whole situation but that was that was my favorite moment besides the awesome Edge of Extinction. One of my favorite moments that was made by the video editing of the show was when Reem is notified that her name is being thrown out there. And she goes, well, I don't want my name being thrown out there. And then they cut to her sharpening the machete on the rock. That was a great moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I really liked was the new immunity idol uh, that you get after winning a challenge. The super dope dragon idol. Probably the coolest looking idol that they've had in all 38 seasons. Because they've had some weird looking idols in the past. And this one just looks majestic and intimidating and cool. Very fitting for Edge of Extinction. So so uh, what I saw on Instagram, Coach actually took a snapshot of that uh, the new idol. And was apparently bemoaning the fact that he declined to come on to this season the offer was apparently Shame made on coach then i know right he he should have felt yeah i i think i personally personally i've seen enough of coach 
Oh, I, I completely disagree. I have, <laughs> I have seen I have seen enough. I've seen three seasons of Coach. I know exactly the player that he is and the person that he is. I've seen him play the game. I don't think I could see him do anything that I've not already seen him do. I'm I'm tired of the beach yoga. Can I say that? I love the beach yoga. Can I say that? It's just it doesn't make it it I'm tired of it. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I think coach coming back would have made the season way better because I think out of the returning players, the one that is the most, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, uh, the most senior is either Joe or Wentworth. I don't remember which. I know Wentworth came back on Blood versus Water, Blood versus Water 2. That was her first season, and I don't remember which was Joe's first season, but certainly they aren't going to go back as far as coach, you know, cause coach, uh, it was his first, his first time was the one that JT won that as it token teens. Um, I think so. That, yeah, I think that's right. So, you know, you're going back this season, I think 19 with coach, which is so much farther back. I mean, literally 50% of the way through survivor compared to now 19 versus 38. Uh, and I think that would have added a way cooler dimension to the season. Anyway, I, I don't know when to bring this up. I don't know if I should have brought this up earlier. But can we talk about Probst? And here's the thing. I, I, w- I have been watching kind of the earlier seasons. I just finished season eight. Um, just kind of re-watching, re-familiarizing myself. And, and it's all great. But uh, I guess I'm just used to younger Probst. But man, when I saw episode one... Uh, I could not help but think Jeff is is looking his age, and his calves look great though. Oh yeah, but yeah, his and, face is and for here's sure. the thing: charming as heck, man. He 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 still looks great, but I'm wondering, and this is a question I'll pose to you: How much longer do you think Jeff can do this? I think he's going to make a decision pretty soon here. I think they're definitely going to go through season 40. I think that's a given. I think they're probably working on season 40 right now as far as taping goes or some type of pre-production or post-production with that. They're definitely working on season 40. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to go at least that far. Since they do the two seasons per year, I don't think it would be that much of a stretch for him to go five more years and do 50 seasons and... I think hitting that benchmark would be a nice round way to possibly end it all. I don't know if they'll keep it going in some type of modified form. I think once they move on from Jeff, though, it's going to, you know, obviously it's declined in ratings since the the good old days, but I think it would just be a completely different show and they would probably decline even further at that point. So I he, hope he goes here's, to the full 50. Here, so here's the thing. So let's say we go to season 50 and, and Probstie says, Hey, I'm I'm hanging him up. And who out of all the previous survivors would you like to see You know who take the mantle? Who? Let me okay, I'll say the first name, you say the last name. Colby Donaldson. That's right. Oh yeah. You know that top top what was it? Top, top shot? shot. Oh top yeah. Shot. Top shot, man. Season one, season two. Donaldson, he he uh he did pretty good. I think he's a little stiff. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, if you go back to Jeff's early seasons, he had to get way more polished. Like I was watching um, season oh, four, and oh. literally during the challenges, as you, as I'm sure you know, Jeff doesn't narrate the challenges back in those early seasons, and they actually cut to Jeff in the middle of a challenge one time, and Jeff is just sitting on a box, 
just watching. And it's so different compared to now where <laughs> Jeff is running around in the water, just yelling, yelling out yeah. what's happening, just, you oh, know, season Manu one. is falling out of this oh and whatever's going on. And it's totally different. So if they did get a new host, I would give them at least a couple seasons to get better at it. Who's your current favorite to win it all and why make that case? I don't think I don't think you can have another favorite other than Aubrey um, at this point. I think her statement uh, during during this episode says it all. Uh, it, it, it speaks to her experience, her knowledge of the game, but also, she, you know, her pairing with Joe uh, as a former uh, survivor, you know, saying that, you know, they need to stick together um, to make it through. But uh, she, she she's a snake in the grass. She's going to wait and she's going to strike at the exact right time. And she knows what exact right time it is. I mean, uh, sh- her track record is insane. I do think that she's the closest thing we have to a female Cochran. I don't think she's the same player as Cochran. Lots of people try to put her in that same box like I just did. I don't think she, that she's identical. But I think he's the next closest player to her. Because he was the one that I think that first coined the phrase that Survivor is all about timing. And I've heard her say those words as well. So I do think that she's yeah. very similar to that. And I would say Aubrey, Aubrey is not a slouch in the challenges. You know, she 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 puts it all out there. She tries really hard and she's great at puzzles. So, uh, so I think Aubrey has to be the favorite. I mean, obviously there are a lot of ways. Survivor is ultimately an enigma. We don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's teetering on that edge of extinction, just like Jeff said. But, uh, but I think Aubrey has to be has to be my favorite because you know she's got the track record, um, and she's got the strategy, the brains, and a little bit of the brawn too. Um, side note: Before I give my favorite to win, I do like that they had two players, David and Aubrey, who are both kind of famous for having early season breakdowns, and they've both grown significantly. I obviously don't like David as much as I like Aubrey, but David clearly through his season was able to mature and become much more level-headed and much more comfortable working with other people. Aubrey, night and day difference from the beginning of her season where she's crying in her shelter about not having clean water um, versus the end where I do. Like a normal human. Yeah, but I mean, just weeping like she was surprised that it happened. Okay. Um, But she grew a lot. My favorite to win it all, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I do think that this season's twist factors in. My favorite to win it all is Joe with the following assumption. My assumption is that the edge of extinction is a place where Joe will go because he will be voted off because he can't win every single individual immunity. I think Joe will go to the merge fairly easily because he's going to be a huge force in those challenges. Unless someone else shows us that they're going to be comparable to him, I think he's going to be by far the biggest get that a tribe can have before the merge. So I think he's going to stick around until the merge unless we get some very bold players. So assuming that he makes it to the merge, I think he's going to make it a little bit farther than that, but I do think he will go to the edge of extinction where I think he has the survival skills to live out there for as long as he wants to stay out there. And I think he has the determination to stay out there as long as he wants as well. I mean, in his return season, I think it was second chance. Uh, I, I'm sure you remember he and Keith yeah. went back to went went head to head with that challenge where they had to balance something on that long pole. And Joe, oh, yeah. and Joe literally went until he couldn't anymore. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to have to go quite that hard just to live on right. the edge of extinction. So I think he can stay there. 
till he has an opportunity to return. My assumption is that sometime towards the end of the season, he and whoever else is on the edge of extinction with him will have a singular opportunity to re-enter the game. Probably through a challenge where one, maybe two of them are allowed to re-enter one or two votes before final tribal. And then I think he will have the opportunity to win those one or two immunity challenges and then come back in. I also think it's possible that whoever does manage to return from the edge of extinction will return not only into the game, but will return with an advantage specifically given to them because they lived in a place where it was even harder to survive. Given those caveats, I'm fairly confident that Joe at least has a window because of this season's twist that he wouldn't have had even just last season because once he's voted out and he will get voted out at least once, yeah, he wouldn't be able to return. Who do you think, if you could pick, if you were playing this game and you could pick your take-him-to-the-end goat, who would you pick? There are a lot of key factors in determining you know, what makes a goat. And I think one of those factors is you know, who is who is taking them to the end because... Um, you know, if, if Kelly Wentworth, uh, takes somebody like Wendy to the end, obviously, you know, Wentworth is going to be making a lot of the strategic calls and things like that. And is and is taking Wendy along, but it, it totally matters like, uh, you know, who's, who's making the significant strategic contributions. And I think it's just too early to, to tell who, you know, who's going to go in guns blazing, who's going to lie like a snake in the grass and who's going to just sit there and do nothing. I think, I think I need to see more from the new players to be able to answer that accurately. I I wouldn't say I have a gut feeling at this point. My personal pick for a goat right now, given the very small sample size that we have would be Julie from the uh, Kamau tribe. I think she was on the Kamau tribe, but they showed us quite a bit of footage of her looking fairly incompetent around the camp. She was using the the machete to, you know, just kind of whack at some bamboo, and she was going around going, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing," and kind of acted surprised that she was going to have to do some of these things. And I wrote in my notes. Julie is bad at Survivor, and she doesn't help at camp. And I think that's exactly who you want to go. Someone who's just kind of going to go along to get along, yeah. not make strategic moves like you it's said. going to vote in the main voter blocks. Right. And just the only impressive thing about them is that they're probably on the right side of the vote more often than they're not because once they can see which way the wind is blowing, they're just going to hop on that train. Right. So I think that's who I would pick right now. We have a lot of season left to go. I'm really excited to see... Uh, as the season continues, all the 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 edge of extinction, how that's going to work out, man, I'm just I'm just stoked. Yeah, same. I think we're going to have a lot of twists and turns. I think there's going to be plenty of secrets in this season. You know, given that the players that are still in the tribes don't know that the edge of extinction even exists, obviously that reveal later on is going to be super awesome and super fun to see oh, yeah. their reactions. You know, because like my example earlier with Joe getting voted off because i really do believe he will be voted off Mm -hmm. they're gonna think yes that threat is gone finally he's gone i don't have to worry about him anymore right and then he's gonna come back Uh or someone that they vote off for that reason is going. i'd like to see an angry joe though i'd like to see an angry joe that that hopefully not like ozzy you know where he's just like i'm just gonna beat you all physically i want to see an angry joe that's like i'm gonna evolve i'm gonna make a friend and like I'm gonna get to the end and maybe get some respect and get some votes. I'd love to see that. 
I'd love to see that. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens. And then otherwise, bros, we will catch you next week. And we'll hopefully put out one of these episodes each week following the episode of Survivor that week. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.